You are Locked On Cubs, your daily Chicago Cubs podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Cubs fans, and welcome to Locked On Cubs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Joe Kilgallen. You can follow me on Twitter. That's at Joe Kilgallen. Give this podcast a follow as well. That's simply at Lockdown Cubs. Now, today we will be talking about a little spat I got into. I got a little edge to me to start this podcast because I got into it with some Mets fans on Twitter. So I'll I'll inform you what went down there. I'll also be recapping the Cubs' unfortunate 5-2 loss to the New York Mets. And I'm going to be talking about the starting rotation a little bit because I feel as Cubs fans, that's our one area of concern that needs to be addressed for us to have complete confidence and our beloved Cubs to go deep in October. But also, I need to tell you that today's episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the Locker Room app from the iOS App Store and find one of our lockdown rooms. Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. All right, the Cubs lost to the Mets 5-2 to Monday evening at City Field. I'm emphasizing City Field because I got some guff for calling it Shea Stadium. Yeah, can you believe that? All right, so just a little background. If you're listening to this podcast for the very first time, welcome. I'm your host, Joe Kilgallen. I am a diehard Chicago Cubs fan. I'm also an expert on all things Cubs. And I'm a brilliant baseball mind, if I may say so myself. Those of you listening know I'm pretty accurate with some of my predictions. And I've got fairly encyclopedic type, I think that's a word, encyclopedic-ish uh, information about our Cubs. I go way back. I'll go toe-to-toe with anyone on Cubs trivia. So I say all that because I also do Cubs post-game recaps. That's, in a way, how I got discovered for this podcast to be the host of Lockdown Cubs. During the pandemic, as a stamp comedian, all the clubs were closed, and I'd been tweeting about the Cubs a lot anyway, and a friend of mine said, hey, I always love when you talk about the game. Like, you know, I would give my friends, you know, they'd be like, hey, what the Cubs do today? And I'd give them a quick little recap, like when I'd see them out at the comedy clubs or at the bars. And, you know, I'd, I'd make them a little entertaining. And so they said, you should take that to Twitter. So after every Cubs game, starting during the 2020 season, I would bust out my phone, hold it basically in selfie mode, and film myself giving a little recap about the game that just proceeded. Now, I never tried to make, well, actually, too, I should give you a little bit more background. I didn't realize that David Kaplan of ESPN 1000 and is also on NBC Sports, NBC Chicago Sports Network, whatever they're calling it. It used to be called Comcast Sports Network, but it's NBC Sports Net, I believe, Chicago's version of it. Good dude. I met him a couple once. I met him once or twice. We follow each other on Twitter. I like the guy. So he does recaps, spelled like his last name, Kaplan, K-A-P. And when I started mine, I didn't know he was doing his. I then came across them because people were like, oh, you know, Kaplan's doing these too. We're completely different. If you want like box score, like breakdown and all that kind of like jazz when it comes to your recaps, he's great at that. That's like his, that's his bread and butter. He is a professional broadcaster. So that's like his deal. I was never trying to do that. I wanted mine to be more entertaining. Of course, I would break down the box score a little bit here or there. You know, say, you know, Rizzo went three for four with a double and a home run and, you know, Arietta gave us six strong and all that. You know, I would say what happened, but I would give it a comedic spin and I would try to get fans kind of pumped up because I feel like Twitter is filled with a lot of negativity 
So that's what I would do. You know, I'd make it entertaining as possible. I did one today. Now I'm outside a comedy club again. I've been working a lot lately, which is great, but I was still watching the game. I got the marquee app on my phone. I stepped outside the, the comedy club and I, I busted it out, right? I go, hey, everybody, this is your Cubs postgame recap for Monday, June 15th or June 14th. It was can't remember the date. now. I'm blanking. Uh, and, uh, you know, the Cubs, uh, unfortunately, I said it wrong, though. I said our Cubs win. I meant to say win streak was snapped. I said the Cubs losing streak was snapped. I don't know why, but I slipped up and said it wrong. And I said to the Mets at Shea Stadium. Now, I do still call it Shea Stadium. If if someone said to me, wait, what's it called? I'd be like, oh, yeah, it's City Field, but whatever. I, I just do that. I call old stadiums by what I know them as. I still call guaranteed rate or whatever the White Sox is. is it guaranteed rate now? Yeah, it used to be U.S. Cellular. I still call that Comiskey here or there for the most part. I'll, I'll still say U.S. Cellular and G-rate or whatever people call it nickname-wise. I don't know. That's just Sears Tower will always be the Sears Tower to me. I know it's the Willis and it's been the Willis for probably like 15 years now. It's the Sears. That's just how I am. And some Mets fans came across the video and they tried to go after me hard. They were just like losing streak, Shea Stadium. Who is this clown? I didn't write Mets in my description. I don't know how they came across it, which means they're trolls. And if you're going to troll me, I'm going to hit you with where it hurts. I'm going to tell you your city's stinky. It is. I've been to Queens. It smells. It smells like garbage, which means it smells like your mom guy coming at me real hard. You know what I mean? Did I, go, did I go overboard by making fun of your mom? Probably. Do I regret it slightly? Eh. Hmm. Not so much. Okay? Because if you want to reignite this Cubs-Mets rivalry, let's do it, dude. Let's do it. Because a lot of Cubs fans know we grew up with our fathers hating the Mets. Our fathers suffered at the hands of the 69 Mets. And I'll continue that war. I'll pick that up. Oh, you thought it died down? You thought, oh, the Cubs and Mets haven't really played all that meaningful? And don't forget, you guys broke my heart in 2015. But I laugh at you. The 2015 Mets did sweep our beloved Cubs. Everyone's like, oh, they've got four aces. They built on pitching where the Cubs built on hitting. Clearly, building on pitching works better. That's what the, the national narrative was. Everyone's saying, like, oh, maybe the Cubs should have gone that route, huh? Maybe Theo's not. I remember, I remember seeing it all over Fox Sports, ESPN, all the national pundits. And what happened next year, 2016? Who was holding up that trophy? Huh? Who got the rings? The Cubs. That's right. And the Mets faded into nothingness. And now you got a fancy new owner. And you think you guys are tough again? That's what, is that what's saying? You're going to start starting trouble on Twitter with people? You're out of your league, kid. I went soft. I went soft towards you two. It was only two people, by the way. But there, it was enough to be like, all right. And they did that thing that people do, people, these these social media warriors, not social justice warriors, social media warriors, the type of people who they'll come at you with something mean and you respond. I did. I responded like normal. I just like defended myself a little bit by saying, hey, man, it's a quick postgame recap. I'm going to misspeak here or there. I'm doing this on the street. There's traffic going by. I do it in one take. You know, it's not like I'm not reading a script guy. And then he's like, oh, you shouldn't be so sensitive. I'm like, I'm not being sensitive. I'm trying to educate you from saying stupid things on the internet, pal. That's what I'm doing. You think that's being sensitive? It's not. I wasn't mad at all. I sound mad now because I have to waste my time talking about it because I responded and then I didn't respond for 45 minutes. Why? Because I was out living a life. But that's what these, these online trolls do. They do a thing where they're like, 
oh, it took you 45 minutes to respond? Oh, it took you that long to keep it, can you think of a comeback? Like, no, dude, if we were face-to-face, first of all, you wouldn't be talking to me like that. Number one, not because there's any kind of threat of fighting. I'm not, I'm not. I'm not trying to start violence with people. People could argue about sports all the time. It's fun. I encourage people to do healthy debates a good thing. But these online people never say this stuff in person. They never say the, the jerk things that they say online. That's just how that works. So I was like, no, man, I was I sent my tweet originally. You responded. I didn't see it for 45 minutes. Don't think you won. Also, there's no winning here. Anyone who argues on the internet is not a winner. <laughs> just like by definition. You could have discussions on the internet. I like to engage people on Twitter. I like to give shout outs to all the great people we engage on lockdown Cubs. But if you're like aiming to fight, if you're one of those people that's literally like trying to stir it up, you're a dork. You are a dork. Make some real friendships, make some real relationships, grow those, nurture those, talk to those people, engage with them because you both get joy from it. But if you're, I literally didn't write Mets in the description as Cubs post game recap time Cubs. I didn't even say I'm, I'm saying this now and I'm second guessing myself. Did I say the Mets? No, I didn't. I did not. I said Cubs post game recap time, win streak over, but that happens. What's important is your health. And I say that because I wanted to remind Cubs fans that we are not operating at 100% right now. We're not. Because I got to imagine when we are 100%, the days of Eric Sogard and also Jason Hayward playing every day will be numbered. That's just how that goes. And I'll talk a little bit more about Jason Hayward and his struggles and how I think the Cubs just need to come to a reality of like, we're when we play him, we're not playing our best nine. That's just, that's just the truth of it. So, and, and I know people are gonna be like, well, he's making 23 million. It doesn't matter. It's, you got to pay him anyway. Teams do that in every sport. They go, well, they're paying him so much. So they got to play. No, that you don't have to play him. If they're bad and not helping you win. So, so you're, you're doubling your mistake then. You know what I mean? Like, like that makes no sense. It's like the mistake was giving him all the money. Sure. Although I don't think I still will never regret the Jason Hayward signing. Jason Hayward gave the speech and it does matter. And a lot of people were like, oh, they would have came back anyway. Not really. That kind of leadership was huge and will always be incredibly grateful for Jason Hayward. Met him once at Anthony Rizzo's charity event. Just shook his hand. said, what's up? He donated the most of any player. Well, as he should, he was making the most, of course, you know, but seems to be a great teammate that everyone loves. All that kind of stuff. Um, I know he's gotten a little trouble today with some of the vaccine stuff. I didn't read the quotes, so I'm not going to speak on that uh, and all that. I, I try to keep this as baseball-centric as possible. Obviously, I'm not going to ignore major injustices here or there. And I'm sure we'll have to dive into the fact that the Cubs have not hit the 85% mark, which will lift restrictions on them, which means players could start going to restaurants and bars and families could travel with them because there's still some restrictions on teams if they don't hit 85% vaccination rate among the entire staff. Sure, at some point I will have to address that issue, as because it, it could affect the Cubs overall. Just you know, wanted to throw that out there. This episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Everyone, Locker Room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. This app is free to download, and once you're in, you can talk with me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. Locker Room is the perfect place to start or join the conversation about the league. You'll find fans just like you on Locker Room. You could host watch parties. You could get some healthy debate. We know I've been talking about that. Post-game breakdowns, and of course, reacting to the big news or rumors. So go download the free Locker Room app this instant. 
Get on it. Currently available on all iOS devices. That's your iPhone. You know that. Be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the NFL, MLB, or NHL group for the latest league updates. So you could also follow me. I did start one at Lockdown Cubs. Everyone, I've only gone once, but I plan on doing it more frequently, everybody. So don't um, make sure you check that out, everyone, because this is Locker Room changing the way we talk sports. Wealthfront, everybody. Day trading is super popular right now. Everyone's talking about it, right? And it can be a lot of fun. But if you really want to grow your long-term wealth and make it to the moon, you should open up a Wealthfront investment account today. Decades of data show that investors that trade individual stocks underperform the market every year. In fact, only 1% of day traders beat the market. The odds are not in your favor, so why do it alone? Team up with Wealthfront instead. Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion, that's right, $20 billion with a big old capital B, dollars of assets, and you could get your first 5000 managed for free by going to Wealthfront.com, Lockdown MLB. I really want you guys to hear me on this one because this is super important. To get your first $5,000 managed for free, for life. I got to add that part. Go to wealthfront.com slash locked on MLB. Go to wealthfront.com locked on MLB to get started today. All right, Cubs fans, let's talk about the game that was. Jake Area takes the bump for the Cubs. He was coming off a great outing. He was. I think a lot of people on Twitter, especially, I don't want, by the way, this whole podcast isn't going to be me reacting to things on Twitter. I want to be clear about that. The Cubs, though, you know, the, I think when expectations are raised, because when you start playing really, really well, I don't know. I think people just forget that this is baseball because I remember reading some stuff. I'm like, yeah, we're down three, four, nothing. But, and, and if we lose, so what? It's, it's a June game. You know what I mean? It's not like clinching the divisions on the line tonight. Relax. We won five in a row. It's not like we've been scuffling. We've been playing great baseball over the last six weeks. Let's, let's have some perspective. But Jake was coming off a game in which he outdueled you, Darvish, essentially. I know you you went at seven innings. Uh, Jake only went five, but Jake had a good pitching line. He only gave up one earned run, six Ks in five innings, only one walk, scattered a couple hits. A much sharper Jake Arrieta against a really strong offense in the San Diego Padres. So you were hoping some momentum was going to occur from that great outing, but sadly it did not. Jake's stuff just looked a little flat. I mean, the curveball had some nice downward movement at times, but he was just wild, wasn't and not wildly effective. I guess the term wildly effective really only applies to people who throw gas. And Jake just he doesn't anymore. He's that's it's not his makeup. He can still be successful riding 92 miles an hour. But you know, we're this isn't the Jake from 2015, 2016, 2016. 17 for the most part, who was throwing 95, 96 with a lot of bite. That's just not the guy who is right now. So he's had to kind of adapt, you know, adapt or die. That's what they say. And he's become a smarter pitcher too. But he's, there's something about since he came back from that IL stint he had, what, late April, early May, he just hasn't been the same guy. And I think we haven't been giving him too much of a hard time about it because the team's been winning overall. But now it's starting to get. Hey, we're we're into mid June now, and you know June was the tough. This is the toughest stretch of the season for the Cubs. Every Cubs fan looking at the schedule was like, "This is a let's just survive this month." And not only we've been surviving, we've been thriving in a lot of ways while facing a very tough part of our schedule. So like this is it's encouraging. A lot of games left to play still. You know we have three more games against the Mets. Hopefully you'll hear a little crossover with me and the host of the Lockdown Mets podcast. We touch base today. 
know, four game series. So hopefully after you know the next game or two, we'll talk. And then, you know, we got Cleveland next week and all that. So there's some, there's some teams, some good teams still to face, you know? And I just kept saying to myself after the month of May, in which we were 19 and eight, if we could go 500 in June, that'll probably put us still right about first place or so. Then I saw how easy the Brewers schedule was, but thankfully the Brewers did lose last night by a score of 10 to two against the Cincinnati Reds who are starting now, you know, they've overtaken the Cardinals. They're in third place by themselves now in the NL central. And it's one of those things where I'm like, all right, even with the Brewers incredibly weak schedule, I think if we finish 500, we'll still be right around the top of the division, which is important because July is when the trade rumors will really start to amp up. They'll be up a notch. We'll be hearing a lot about what's going to happen with that. And so, and if we're again, Crane Kenny said it on the radio today, Tom Ricketts has said it. Jed Hoyer has said it. All the big names in the Cubs operations have said that we will be looking to add. As long as we are in contention, they didn't say first place. Now contention, because again, imagine if we're two games back at the deadline on July 31st, and they're like, well, the two games just seems insurmountable. So that's why we decided to trade our all-star closer and our all-star this. And I'd be like, "That's, that's riot worthy at that point. So hopefully that would never be the case. So again, survive the month, keep yourself in contention, then you could add, and then and then we could really see. So I mentioned that because, you know, the way Jake has been, he's one of the guys where it's like maybe he gets eked out, you know. But let's let's really look at the game. Arietta went five innings, four earned runs. Tommy Nance relieved him. Nance did not look as sharp as he normally has been. And Na- again, you can't give Tommy Nance any guff because the man had been perfect up until tonight. A zero ERA. Even with the one earned today, I think it brought his ERA up to zero, like five, eight, I believe. So again, you can't give Tommy Nance too much. The one thing that was a little fishy that I saw a tweet about, or a report, I should say, it was an article. I believe it was from Bleacher Nation. I should shout them out for providing this information. His spin rate was down a little bit. But a lot of people are saying... So Major League Baseball has been cracking down on foreign substances and the big names, the Trevor Bowers and, you know, the Yankees star who we beat in the one game wild card game back in 2015, Garrett Cole, Garrett Cole. I don't know why I was slipping on Garrett Cole's name for whatever reason. So Garrett Cole, Trevor Bauer, their spin rates have been down. So it's made people go like, oh, well, clearly they're using something. And that very well could be. I believe Trevor Bauer was using something. He basically said it would be so easy and Major League Baseball doesn't crack down on it. And he goes, the only way you could get that much on your spin rate is if you're cheating. And that's exactly what happened. So he basically was calling the league's bluff by saying, like, you're not going to do anything about it. And it looks like they are and they're suffering for it. They're not as good. Do I think Tommy Nance was cheating? I really hope not. But I think it might be everyone in the league. So I can't rule it out either. Tommy, I've been a gigantic fan of yours. I love your story. Uh, your, your stuff's still 97 mile an hour in a place. I think when you're a little wild, though, that will affect your spin rate. So I think you just didn't have your best stuff tonight, and therefore you were a little off, and you were due. That's the thing. People have to understand, you, sometimes you're just due for a bad outing. Zero, he had been perfect. That wasn't going to last the whole season. Of course, you're going to have a rough outing. He might have a rough two outings in a row. That. But I definitely, I believe in the stuff. I believe in the makeup and the demeanor. Because again, you get called up to the show. Anyone who perseveres to be a 30-year-old rookie, because again, a lot of people give up by the time they're 30. He stuck with it, kept working hard, and came up. And manager David Ross did not hesitate to put him into high-leverage situations, and he responded. 
So this is a Tommy Nance podcast. We we love Tommy Nance here at Lockdown Cubs. Offense was very little. They just couldn't get anything going against Peterson, the lefty from the Mets. I don't know. I I, I don't like Jason Hayward facing lefties, so that needs to go. I would have liked Jack Peterson in there. I, I know you know he doesn't have the best numbers against lefties, but he's been hitting them better as of late. I understand that you want to give him a day off here or there, and when you do give Jack Peterson a day off, it might as well be against a lefty. So I understand that there. But I wanted the Peterson with a D, our guy versus the Peterson matchup, just for the sake of it being funny. Sometimes you need a little silliness of the Peterson versus Peterson. But I also think that Jack Peterson hits lefties better than Jason Hayward. So that's who I would have put out there. And again, we're just not fully healthy yet. I think when Nico Horner's back, Eric Sogard is on a bus. They won't even give him a flight. They're just they're putting him on a bus. And then uh, that then you, then you really talk about Jason Hayward just being a guy who comes in off the bench. You play him against certain matchups. He's just he wouldn't be an everyday guy at that point. But think about that infield though. Patrick Wisdom has been fantastic at third. Patrick Wisdom hit a home run. Rizzo hit a home run. They went back to back. That was the offense. But you got Wisdom. Baez when Baez was out again with a thumb injury. Everybody. So Baez out. The team was just not fully there. But when it's back, Wisdom, Baez, Nico, Rizzo with Contreras behind the dish, that is a sick defense. That's one of the best defenses in baseball right there as far as the infield goes. Then the outfield, Jock Peterson, who's adequate in left field, maybe a little below average, if I'm being honest. Ian Happ, who's average center fielder. And then Chris Bryant, who I think is good. I think he's like a legit good right fielder. That'll play. That outfield will play. I think that's your starting lineup right there. And then against lefties, you have Marisnik in center. You sit. Ian Happ, and then if you want with Jock Peterson, I think you could make a case for then Ian Happ hitting from the right side, which I know in the past he did okay from the right side, but overall I just trust him way more hitting from the left side of the plate. Bet online, everyone. The fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC MMA action. You guys see the highlights of the Diaz fight? He fought, who'd he fight? I can't remember now, but it was great. Good fight. That Diaz, he lost, but he's, he's an entertaining guy. So before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great uh, bonuses they got going on right now and contest information. So do not send the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get in the game. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Promo code locked on. Rock Auto, everybody, with the increasing number of makes and models, it is now impossible to stock all of the parts you need at a traditional chain storefront. So why endure the process? You got to go there. You got some kid going, hey, what's wrong with your car? And you're like, I, you, I need this, this, and that. And they're like, well, do you have the VIN number? I'm like, no, who has the VIN number? Well, you got to walk back to your car. And ch- all right, fine. I'll be right back. You know, it's a whole thing. Then you lose your spot in line. Who wants that, right? So go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules to brake parts, tail lamps. You could think of it. They've got it. Also, they can deliver it right to your door. Rockauto.com's catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose brand specifications and prices you prefer. Best of all, rockauto.com can is always reliable low prices. So you can't beat that. So here's what you want to do. Go to rockauto.com, write locked on for in their how did you hear about us section so they know who we sent you. All right, I do want to dive into uh, real quickly, everybody. Again, thank you so much for listening to the Lockdown Cubs podcast. 
I addressed it a little bit in the last segment, but starting pitching is the concern. Jake Garrietta's latest start and the fact that he seems to be yo-yo. He's a yo-yo. It's like he's up, he's down, he's up, he's down. Look great against San Diego. Look bad against the Mets. You know, I, I we haven't seen two good outings in a row from Jake in quite some time, and that is an issue of concern. And with Adbert Alzali out with a blister, Trevor Williams still not back from appendicitis. Kyle Hendricks has been incredibly reliable. He turned it around after a slow start, as has Zach Davies. Both those two look good. The playoffs started tomorrow. You have those two, Adbert, hopefully, if he's off the blister. And then for the four spot, you really don't know. That's why they need to target another starting pitcher. That needs to be the play. Um, I think hitting-wise, we're okay there. I forgot to mention Matt Duffy in the last segment. When he comes back, too, that's another weapon. Offense, I'm very confident in overall. And the bullpen as well. So who do you go after? What will they cost? You know, I talked to one awesome listener today, and he thought maybe Max Scherzer could cost like a Brennan Davis. And I go, there's no way. Brennan Davis is off limits. I think he's an all-star in the making. He's currently at double A. Who knows if he really crushes it the rest of the year, there's a chance of him coming up sometime in 2022. But he's not going anywhere. He's a second round pick. Guy strikes. I'm sorry. The guy walks more than he strikes out. Speed plays a great glove out in center. There's a lot to love about him. He's not going anywhere. I don't think he would cost that much. I don't think teams are giving up top prospects for two month rentals anymore. We haven't really seen much of that. And I was looking through recent trade history, and last year being the pandemic year, it was very little action. It's mostly you see big prospects get moved for years of control. The Astros gave up some top prospects for Zach Granke because he had three or four more seasons. The Cubs, of course, famously gave up Eloy and Cease because, again, Jose Quintana, three and a half years. You're not just doing it for a rental anymore. So I, I don't think he would cost that much for Scherzer. Um, now, if they were doing someone like Barrios from Cleveland, who's been mentioned as a name, he's a guy that's got a couple years more of control. They might ask for Davis, but I say no to Davis. And that deal you could probably, Miguel and Maya include. I know a lot of Cubs fans are high on Amaya, but we have one more year of Contreras, so it's going to be a 2023 at the earliest for Amaya. And I also think Contreras is a guy that could be had in an extension that wouldn't completely break the bank. Obviously, he's going to get paid. He's one of the best catchers in baseball. And furthermore, beyond Amaya, we've got catchers coming up behind them in the pipeline. Catching and shortstop are the two positions the Cubs are deepest at at the minor league level, position-wise. Obviously, pitching is very deep at the, um, in the Cubs minor league system, which is great, finally, right? So those are some of the names we're going to have to look out for. I think as we get closer to July, I'll have to have like profiles on which player the Cubs should target, make like a top five list of pitchers we need to acquire. Of course, Max Scherzer, if healthy, is going to be up there. Uh, Matthew Boyd from the Detroit Tigers is the name we're hearing about. You know, a little bit lower scale, Jonathan Gray, who's not having a very good year for Colorado, but he is a free agent at the end of the year. So he could be had for very little. I'd have to see his road splits because maybe he's a guy that just needs to get out of Coors right now. The same way Cole Hamels in 2018 was a guy that just needed to get away from Arlington Park in Texas. Because that park will take great pitchers and make them look really bad. We bring him over. We gave up hardly anything for him. He was lights out in 2018 for us. So, and then 2019 got banged up because he's just kind of an old man now. Uh, that's the way that goes. All right, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Lockdown Cubs podcast. Make sure you follow us on Twitter. Write a review if you'd like. Share with your friends. And as always, go Cubs. 
Check out Locked On Today, everybody. Get all your sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you listen to your podcasts.